1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Get out and see a blockbuster movie at one of the many Marcus Theaters with family and friends. There's something for everyone. Visit MarcusTheaters.com for a listing of movies, showtimes, and the cinema locations. Reserve your seat and order your food and beverage online or on their app. Time to talk some football with our football expert, Santana Dotson. Good morning, Santana. Good morning. Now, we've all said it, right? Like the last time I said it, it was in the driveway playing basketball against my kids. I said, I own you. <laughs> but, to say, but to say it in front of 75,000, 80,000. Not to say it, to yell it at them. To yell it they at them. And, and Rogers claims there was a woman in the end zone giving him the double bird. All right, flipping them off. I believe it. I now, believe it. He believes it. You believe it. I am going to go with this. With social media being what it is and everybody having a cell phone in their hand all the time and all the photographers sitting there in the end zone snapping pictures of Rogers and blah, blah, blah. I haven't seen a picture of this woman yet. I have not seen this woman. Brian says maybe he's like Jordan and he just makes these things up to motivate himself. <laughs> she she is there. She's there. Today you'll probably get memes all over okay. the place of some lady giving you the double hockey stick. <laughs> there is a meme going around on the internet that says Chicago Bear uh, executive whatever, owner, Aaron Rodgers, CEO, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Like it's you know, a- and that's, that, you're exactly right. There's some truth in everything. One thing I can tell you is Chicago is one of the worst places to play because of the rivalry and the fans. So what, at that particular instance, was there exactly somebody shooting hockey sticks? We're, I'm not sure. But did it happen sometime during that day? I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I believe you. Okay, that I'll go along with. It might not exactly. have been. Yeah. All right, I'll I'll buy that. Yeah, it's just good to get that emotion from him, you know. Because he he's always charismatic. He's always cool and Rico Suave <laughs> to use a term. So you know the the emotion of the moment. Him running in as a you know he's he's got what is he thirty seven thirty eight as a thirty eight thirty seven year old quarterback being able to still have the juice to scramble into the end zone and put the belt on, you know, the proverbial heavyweight champion belt, I'm sure he was caught up in a little bit of the emotion of the moment. It seems like, uh, well, what, so how many, was it 20 on a 23 meetings with the Bears? Aaron Rodgers has uh, been on the winning side. He is 22 and five all, all together against the Chicago Bears. He's 11 and three in Chicago. He's 11 and two at Lambeau. When so he they, yelled, they haven't uh, they haven't won uh, they haven't won in the rivalry in three years. Right, they won when, in twenty eighteen and twenty fifteen. When Aaron Rodgers yelled at whoever he was yelling at, "I own you, I still own you," I put it on the truth meter, the truthometer, and it came up one hundred percent correct. He owns the Chicago Bears, no matter where they play. He owns them. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's exactly right. You know, you'd have to tell me where the lie is. In that statement, you, know? <laughs> you know, I mean, and I say he was caught up in the emotion of the moment because he, he knows better 
you know, it was good to hear, but just the bulletin board material that's going to go back and forth, and that'll probably get posted on the walls and all that the next time out for Chicago. And, you know, especially at the quarterback position, you just don't need that because you could have some crazy loon defensive lineman doing huh. a little bit of extra stuff, you know. You yeah. know how those defensive linemen are. Danny Trevathan comes to mind as a guy who, remember when he tried to murder Devontae Adams with his helmet on that Sunday or Monday night game? A couple, exactly. couple of years ago? Yeah. yeah. That's right. But you know what? I think the Bears, when they play the Packers, are trying their hardest anyway. And even with that, it's how can that even be bulletin board material? It was hollered during the game. It's not like he sent it to a reporter and it filtered back. They were standing right there when he yelled it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And like you were talking about earlier with the camera phones and everything else, I mean, you just know as a professional athlete now that they're – cameras and mics everywhere so you try to keep it to yourself but sometimes you get caught up in the moment sure seemed like he was happy to be playing for the packers uh at that uh at that moment yeah i think he's having a good time he's enjoying it he better um he better you know, right. and he, and he, yeah, exactly i mean even to that effect we talked about it a little bit earlier this season i really thought the steal or the best player picked in the draft, really went to Chicago, and his name is Justin Fields. I really feel like he was the best quarterback in the draft last year, and he showed some inklings of why I felt that, uh, you know, yesterday in the game. So, you know, hopefully we, we know Chicago finds a way to mess and, and mire things up. So <laughs> um, for years to come, this might turn, you know, turn into a little bit more of a battle dealing with Justin Fields. I thought we were going to have a tough time uh, this year. I watched him play against the Lions, and I thought, no, he's an accurate thrower. But he didn't have that accuracy yesterday. He might again sometime, but but the Lions are 0-5, so. 0-6. They're 0-6. So life in the division is is good. What did you think about, uh, since we brought up the Lions there, what did you think about Dan Campbell calling out uh, Jared Goff yesterday in his post-game press conference? I didn't even hear that. What's he said, about it? What did he, he, do? he said Jared Goff has got to step up and carry a bigger load for this team. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, right. That's what I thought. Wow. By name? He called his name? He was asked about Jared Goff, and he said Jared needs to step up and carry a bigger load for this team. Like he's I don't not know if he like, can. Jared just doesn't seem the most, and I don't know him personally. But he doesn't seem like the mentally the toughest guy that you can call out. Like he's mentally strong enough that you can call him out in the post game conference, so a press conference. So we better we might have to watch that. You might lose him for the year. So what? <laughs> so he's only there. For, he's only keeping the chair warm until they get a quarterback they want in Detroit, right? They didn't really think he was the answer. Well, I mean, you know, nobody wants to be over. And that that gets rough. They've had a lot of games that were close early in the year. Yesterday wasn't. So I understand the stress situation in the locker room, you know, on the practice field. Because you don't want to – we're almost – what are we, in the third week of October and you hadn't found a way to win a game. So that gets kind of rough. But I think we all knew going into this season that Detroit was in a total rebuilding year. Right, yeah. Um, So yesterday – Matt LaFleur said after the game and the whole Rodgers, I own you thing was blurted out at the crowd. 
Um, he said, well, that's there's a lot of things. There's a lot of trash talking going on in the field. He goes, you just never hear it. So that's really ne- you know not that big a deal. I'd really like a, a mic'd game. What's uh, Who was the biggest trash talker, and what's the best thing you ever heard him say? Whether it was hurtful to you or or you thought it was funny. I just want to know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's so many. Um, I'll probably go back on the defensive side. Uh, Wayne Simmons, our strong side linebacker that Super Bowl year, going back and forth with, with Chris Carter. So, um, Carter. of course, another intense rivalry, and there was a lot of pro- profanity going back and forth. Uh, Chris Carter, really, he doesn't curse. He leads the Bible study. So okay. The funniest thing is Wayne cursed him out so bad <laughs> that for the rest of the year, he said Chris Carter mailed Wayne the daily devotional Bible study. <laughs> really? <laughs> <To> his locker. <laughs> to his locker? Can you do <laughs> that? <his> locker. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. After the game. After the game, Chris was like, that guy needs Jesus. <laughs> well, well, he had Reggie in the locker room. He was on the same defensive squad as Reggie. I mean, you would think yeah, I, that would that would help. But you said in the past that Wayne and Reggie really were like uh, oil and water, right? Yeah, they were definitely oil and water. But loved each other, you know, so okay. they met in the middle. Maybe, maybe we need that. We need that politically these days <laughs> and socially. You know, All right. Love- they would definitely – they were definitely far left and far right, but they would hug in the middle at all times. Maybe we bring Chris Carter in on that then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he definitely would have a lot to say about it. Uh, give me a Kenny Clark assessment uh, uh, from yesterday. I was talking to my son about how uh, Reggie would sort of put an end to games. He'd get, come up with a couple of sacks at the end of a game when Things were iffy. Exactly. Kenny Clark, I mean, we're expecting big things from him this year. And last last night or yesterday, he definitely was able, seemed like he beat a couple of double teams or pseudo double teams and was able to put pressure and got the big sack to close it out. And we need, we really need that. We need that up front. We need those playmakers up front. And, you know, we always talk about Reggie, like you were saying. I always tell people that. You know, I hadn't seen a guy that not only got the sack, but got the sack at the crucial time, Yeah, like Reginald White. Like, he would be able to. You just knew it was coming. If it was two minutes left in the game or fourth quarter and you had to have the ball back, you just understood that he was going to make a play. Did you see Kenny Clark do the kind of swim move on that second one? It was kind of a swim move. I saw the replay. Yeah, he did a nice little swim move. He had good technique to it. Let's, that it's that's great that Kenny did the swim move, but I don't want to confuse him with confuse him with Reggie White, who literally would lift gigantic men I, off the ground with one arm, and how he was that. But, but credit where credit yeah, okay. is due because right. we badmouth the defense often. And oh, and long I will enough. continue to badmouth the defense. <laughs> they held the other team to fourteen and, points. They held the Bears yeah. to fourteen points. Yeah, and they're growing. I mean, they started out terrible. You're exactly right. And I was like, oh, my gosh, here we go again. But they got better as the game went on, and they were able to close out and, you know, shut the offense, their offense, Chicago's, Chicago's offense down, uh, you know, with the last drive or the last couple of drives. So, you know, hats off to them. 
you know, because we're going to need them to really show up when we start talking about December and January. Now let's talk about showing up on this Sunday when they get the uh, the footballs from Washington, D.C. Yeah. Is that what they call it? The balls? Well, they're, they're the, the footballs. footballs. The they're just the Washington footballs. They're the football team from Washington or whatever they call themselves now. But they come to, to Lambeau next week, and they're they're in trouble. That They're not a good football team. Yeah, what well, are they? They are they one and five, one and four, but they hadn't. They were the expectation is that they would be a lot better this year, and I really hadn't seen the footballs play. Um, but you know, I know they had a lot of talent, a lot of talent on that defensive side of the ball. And Ron Rivera, which is a defensive minded coach, uh, the expectation is that they were going to be a lot better. They so, have twice as many um, wins as you thought. They're two and four. Two and four. Two okay. and four, right. Okay. But that's in a division right. where Dallas is easily the class of of that division. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and the big thing is, you know, we always talk about this, and, um, you know, I'm sure the conversation that they're having in the football's locker room is, you know, let's just try to get a game, a quality against a quality opponent like Green Bay, and try to get this thing, but the season's still early. So if we can get this thing back to 500 or get a game away from 500, we might be able to salvage this. So they're probably really looking at this this early in the season as a playoff game. So I wouldn't be surprised if we get a good matchup, particularly early in the game. They're going to show up to play for sure. What would be great to uh, break with the game against Washington would be that red zone scoring streak. <laughs> that Packer opponents seem to have when they get inside the red zone, it's a touchdown. Yeah. And I think yeah. it might be up to like, what, 17 in a row? 15. I don't know. It's a ridiculous number. It's yeah. way too many. It is way too many, that's for sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what are the chances? You know, and this is kind of, this game is kind of like, you know, it's pigeonholed at a, in a unopportune moment because you just played a, divisional robbery, you know, the oldest robbery in football, and the younger guys could be looking towards that Phoenix game, which they're undefeated. So that's exactly it's gonna what take it... the leadership it's gonna take the leadership and the coaching to really focus on getting this win against Washington. So all right. So this is kind of a trap game here. You don't want to look past these guys thinking about Arizona. You right? Look, you cannot look past them. Exactly. All right. Santana you're you're wise beyond your years, and that's why we bring you in on Monday mornings during the football season. <laughs> you're wise, wise man. You need to grow a really long Fu Manchu mustache. Oh, I was thinking like a Confucius say. Big yeah. beard, long beard, big long beard. Whatever, do it. Maybe I will. We're getting towards November, right? Do we still do that? Do we still? Doesn't that happen in November? No, I don't know. I don't know. I can't keep up with Rocktober and Grovember. <laughs> well, you got two yeah. weeks to think about Grovember anyway. Yeah. So, all right. It's just, yeah, it's just like my kids. They're like, Dad, nobody says that anymore. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> we we got we all riding together. It's gonna be lit. They're like, Dad, nobody <laughs> nobody says that anymore. <laughs> No more, so give no me the new lip. word. Give me the new word. Quit, quit laughing at me and yeah. give me the new word. You know it's. You know it really stinks is when you know something's not hip anymore. When you're when you found out about it, it's not. It's like not even close to being. Just uh, go back to calling things groovy. Yeah, and eventually you'll be leading the pack. Start yeah, calling. Yeah. 
Start calling every kid you see buddy. Hey, buddy. Hey, I call I call my youngest. She's 15. I called her a jive turkey the other day. She's like, what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I said, just go, just go watch an episode of Good Times. You know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, Santana. Like, what, what I have Good Times. <laughs> Santana, I have to bring in uh, Eric to give you the stunning fact of the week. Give him the Tom Brady Grady fact, Rock. Oh, you, yeah, you remember, this is good. Remember, remember Grady from Sanford and Son? Yeah, that's my guy. Okay, here, stand by. Tom Brady is older now than Grady was during the first four years of Sanford and Son. (laughs) Get out of here. Yeah, true. I looked it up. (laughs) See, I knew you'd appreciate that, Sanford. Grady was 43 the first time he was on Sanford and Son. (laughs) That could not be true. It is true. It is true. It's a fact. Got to find a picture of each of them. Yeah, <laughs> and then figure that out while you're looking at. It. Now Grady looks old. Oh yeah. my goodness! Imagine yeah. putting Grady in pads out in the field, the Buccaneers uniform today. Hey, see what happens when you marry a supermodel. I bet Grady didn't have a supermodel. <laughs> right. Plus, it was Grady's years were 50s, 60s, 70s years. Yeah. Yeah. So Grady and Brady. <laughs> Think about that when you're watching Brady take the Bears lunch this week. Yeah. Without a doubt. All right. Santana, we got to run. All right, fellas. Take care. All right. We'll talk to you next week.